This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin with Luke Vermeer on the other side of the glass producing tonight's program. Whew, take a deep breath. That was a nail-biter at Tim Hortons Field where the Tiger Cats hold on to defeat the Montreal Alouettes 20-17 to tonight. It was not an offensive showcase by any stretch of the imagination. A field goal fest in the second half especially as the Cats now move to 6-6 six and six in sole possession of top spot in the CFL's East Division. We're going to throw open the phones in about a minute or so. 905-645-3221. Call us now. Get in line as the phones start to light up. Star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game to rick at 900chml.com. You can also do so as well at am900chml and at Rick Zamprin on Twitter. We're going to vote for our player of the game. I have my hunch who it's going to be, although there was a couple of other candidates that came to the fore a little later on in the game. And when all is said and done, just before 11, when we sign off, we will anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night. Again, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Let's go through the scoring summary tonight. The final score 20 to 17 for the Tiger Cats and it started with an Anthony Farah single point. Yeah, he missed a 32-yard field goal to start things off about 10 minutes into this matchup. Uh one nothing Montreal and the Owls added to their lead a couple of minutes later when Duran Carter, the much maligned and controversial receiver of the Alouettes, blocked a Brett Maher punt and returned it for a 46-yard touchdown. It was 8 to nothing after the first quarter of play. What else is new? A slow start offensively for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Farah added to Montreal's lead, making it 9 to nothing with a punt single. And with 12.24 to go in the first half, the Tiger Cats finally found themselves on the scoreboard. A punt single by Maher to make it 9 to one. Dominique Termanson intercepted Zach Caleros in the Montreal 27-yard line, but uh, the Owls could not turn that turnover into any points. The Cats got their first turnover of the game. Um, a little later on, we'll get to that, but uh, Larry Dean had a sack, which set up a nice field position for the Cats, and Zach Caleros and the Tiger Cats made Montreal pay as they drove down the field, and Caleros hit Tasker for an eight-yard touchdown, cutting Montreal's lead 9 to eight for Caleros, his 16th touchdown toss of the year, Tasker's fifth TD reception of the season. Emmanuel Davis intercepted Rakeem Cato, brought it back to the Hamilton 51-yard line. Didn't translate in any points, but the Cats did drive down the field, but were snuffed out by Bear Woods. A bad throw by Zach Caleros. Woods with the interception at the Montreal 10. So to the half they go with Montreal leading 9-8. to very similar to the first meeting between these two teams in which the Ticats had a 5-4 to halftime late. To the third quarter we go and we find out the Chad Owens 
uh, is not going to come back into the ball game. He suffered a foot injury and uh, would miss the remainder of the game. The severity of that injury right now is unknown. That'll be reevaluated, obviously, you know, as we speak, and certainly tomorrow and over the next couple of days. But the Ticats started to uh, pile up some points. Maher with a 13-yard field goal, making it 11-9 Hamilton, and that was one impressive drive. The Cats with 14 plays and soaking up 7 minutes and 47 seconds of action. Nick Lewis then fumbled, and Emmanuel Davis pounced on the pigskin, turned into three more points as Maher connected on a 28-yard field goal, his second of the night, to give Hamilton a 14-9 lead. Larry Dean then forced a fumble, and Emmanuel Davis pounced on the football again, his third turnover of the game, an interception, two fumble recoveries. Uh, the Ticats didn't score any points off that turnover, but they certainly had momentum throughout that third quarter of play. Farah booting a 49-yard field goal to make it 14-12 for the Cats. Hamilton added three more points when Maher connected on a 51-yarder at 17-12. Maher then conceded a safety instead of punting out of his end zone at 17-14 for the Cats. Farah tied the ball game with 3.48 to play with a 40-yard trifecta, but the Cats drove down the field in the final minute, a sensational catch by Andy Fantuz. The Cats drove inside the Montreal 10, and Brett Maher, with no time left, uh, kicked a 10-yard field goal to give the Tiger Cats a 20-17 victory. Now, before the game, I had a, a pre-game prognostication or vote for player of the game. It came from uh, Majorly, who's always on Twitter, and he said Adrian Tracy was going to be his player of the game vote. He might want to change his vote to another defender, but I'll let you guys and gals vote on your player of the game. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com. On Twitter at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Dave, Frank, and your calls and your thoughts on tonight's Ticats victory over Montreal. This is the fifth quarter on AM900CHML. Ticats holding on to defeat the Montreal Alouettes tonight, 20-17. to Hamilton now 6-6 six and six on the season and in sole possession of top spot in the CFL's East Division. Montreal falls to 3-9, and nine, and all eyes will certainly be on tomorrow's Toronto at Winnipeg ballgame as well as tomorrow's Ottawa at Calgary ballgame in which both division leaders, or at least Ottawa was, uh, up until uh, before tonight's game, as the Red Blacks and Stamps will meet at McMahon Stadium. And I think all Ticats fans are cheering for the Bombers and the Stampeders, as you should. All right, player of the game votes are now open, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com, on Twitter at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. We'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night at the end of the hour, and we'll also talk about tonight's gritty nail-biting squeaker of a ball game in which the Ticats came out by three. Let's start with Dave, who's called in. Dave, how are you? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, need a drink, but I don't drink. But uh, <laughs> those games against Montreal usually are ugly, aren't they? Man alive. Uh, well, they won. That's the win. I mean, I wasn't happy to love it. Um, uh, Sherman, Sherman, I tell you, he's a player of the game. Okay. Uh, I liked him in preseason, too. Yeah, what do you like about his? He, he's really shifty, and he catches the ball well out of the backfield, too. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's fast. He seems to know where to cut the seams. He's mm-hmm. got good cutting ability. Seems to be able to avoid tacklers and just seems to read things right. Now, that that may be the only time we see him this year because I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing that C.J. Gable is going to be back next week. 
Yeah, well, I think he's not quite as good a blocker as CJ. No, no. And I think those two new offensive linemen, I think they did well tonight. Yeah, Campbell and uh, Revenberg, who was yeah. uh, you know the first draft pick for the Ticats uh, earlier on this season. Uh, yeah, they didn't look out of place at all. I was impressed. Let's hope the Tiger Cats' little slump is over now, because uh, I think that you know they Zach has been struggling a bit, and the team has been struggling a bit. Let's hope uh, it's a uh, part of the turnaround now. We're keeping our fingers crossed. However, one 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 thing I, I usually don't like to call out players for bad performances, but uh, in the last long time, I've uh, Vaughn. I haven't been impressed with his play. Cassius Vaughn. Yeah. Not well, all, I don't. I don't think most Ticats fans are thrilled with either corner. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, we've what been saying we've been saying that for a long time. Are these guys close to coming back? Uh, Who's that? In Washington, or are they still? Uh, Demon Demon Washington is gone for the rest of the season. Uh-huh. He suffered a torn ACL. Uh, Johnny Sears Jr. I haven't been given a prognosis on him, but I don't think he's going to be back anytime soon either. Too bad. Uh, one other question: uh, Have you heard anything about Sinkfield? No, he's still as uh, a last check an NFL free agent, scoping out his possibilities, okay. seeing what's out there, and. Um, you know, some of these guys like to wait at least a couple of weeks because there are injuries in the National Football League as well. And if a receiver goes down on a particular team, you know, the agent calls that team and says, you know, hey, uh, Terrell Singfield Jr. is available. Let's have a look. And he might be doing that right now. Thanks, Rick. Well, go for Winnipeg and go Calgary. <laughs> you got it. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. Bye-bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am 900 chml at Rick Samprin. Tweet from David who says, watch the game with mom, player of the game. Our decisions, number 36 and number 60, which would be Ross Sherman, the running back, number 36, and number 60 is Terrence Campbell, the new starting left tackle for the Tiger Cats. And Jimmy writes on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, my thoughts on this game, all I can say is, wow, great fight, we got the job done. A win is a win is a win, isn't it? Back to the phones, and Frank is on the line. Good evening, Frank. Hi, uh, Rick. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. Relieved, uh, eh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, the one thing that we always talk about when we talk about football games, defense wins football games, and boy, the defense really had to come up big. And they played dominating football. I thought Dean was dominating. I thought Davis was dominating uh, with those three turnovers. And uh, on offense, yeah, we struggled a little bit. But, you know, uh, you can't expect a lot from two new linemen just thrown in the game. But I thought they uh, did well. I thought the running game was great. And uh, a couple of great catches by Fanchus, especially near the end of the game, mm-hmm. uh, really set the tone. And, uh, you know, okay, we won by a field goal. Let's get it going, guys. The offensive line needs a little work. They'll have to work a little bit harder to get together and gel. And then once they gel, I think this team is going to be on a roll because we have the offensive weapons. We have a great quarterback, and uh, we have a fantastic defense. Well, I'm not sure I'd put it in the fantastic category, to be honest. I think I think it's an above-average D, but I, I have those question marks at the cornerback position. Well, yeah, the cornerbacks with the injuries, the guys have to adjust to the game. And if they are non-imports uh, or imports, I mean, they've got to adjust with that illegal contact. You know, you can maybe 
contain the guy for five yards, but you got to turn your hips and go with them. And that's the thing that they have to learn to adjust to because the CFL has got a wider field than the NFL. Mm-hmm. And that's why those guys maybe take that penalty because maybe they think or feel that they're beat and they don't want to give up the TD. So they'd rather give up you know, a 5- or 10-yard penalty than uh, give up the big play. Right. And more often than not, they're giving up that big one. Who, who's your player of the game, Frank? I would have to say it's a tie. Uh, it's uh, Emmanuel Davis okay. and Dean, the linebacker. Larry Dean, I mean, yeah. Because he made a great hit uh, on the fumble play. On Nick Lewis, yep. Yep. And uh, there you go. You got, like, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. And defense, like I always say, wins the ball game. I think this defense will get better as they gel. Hopefully we get the guys back. I'm praying that uh, uh, Stevens' uh, injury isn't serious. I'm also hoping that Chad Owens, uh, even though he came back, you know, you still see the ice on these guys and you start to worry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll see uh, the prognosis on Chad Owens in the days to come. Frank, thanks for the call. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. You too, Rick. All right. So we got some votes for uh, Shurman, uh, Terrence Campbell, Larry Dean, Emmanuel Davis. My votes for Emmanuel Davis as well. If 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 you can get three turnovers in a ball game and an interception is fourth of the season, two fumble recoveries, and I know someone else is stripping the ball or knocking the ball loose, but Emmanuel Davis has to be, you know, in the play and ready to to jump on that football, and he did in both cases and got a couple of big turnovers by the Cats. Uh, in fact, both teams had three turnovers in the ball game. Tie Cats with the one interception by Davis, the two fumbles. They got three points off those turnovers. And the Alouettes also had three turnovers. They had the block punt by Deron Carter, who scored a touchdown on that turnover. And they also had two interceptions as well, uh, one by uh, Termanson and the other by Bear Woods, both in the second quarter. But they only got seven points off those three turnovers. So Montreal won the point-off turnover battle but uh, the big stat is the one on the scoreboard in which the Ticats outpointed the Alouettes tonight, 20-17. to 17. Another stat I want to highlight is the amount of penalties tonight. And how many times, not only this season, but in past season, we've talked about so many penalties, uh, you know, disrupting the flow of the game, uh, some of the mind-boggling variety, uh, phantom calls, and whatnot. This time around, it was exceptional. I mean, how much fun was it to watch this game from a flow perspective not being stopped every other minute for a penalty flag? There were, can you take a guess how many penalties? Seven penalties tonight. Seven penalties. The first penalty of the ball game came with 50 seconds left in the first half. We almost went a whole half without a penalty. The Tiger Cats committed four penalties for 45 yards. The Alouettes were called three times for 30 yards. I mean, that is the way a game should be called. And not to say the refs blew some calls, which I'm sure they missed a few. But from a flow perspective, that was that was great to watch. It was so much smoother than past games. Email from Randy. Happy Friday, Rick. This game was too close. A big cat win. Red alert. Time to clean out the special teams. Disaster for special teams. Four blocked kicks against the Cats in four games. I I think it's four in the last five. 
Uh, when have you heard that before? At least Maher is making the long field goals. A nice start on the field for Ross Shurman. Uh, he played a productive and safe game at running back. A good game by John Chick. Good catches by Spencer Watt. Uh, those two interceptions in the first half in Caleros were momentum stoppers. He's missing something, but I can't figure it out. Well, he's missing his receivers, apparently. Uh, this Ticat team has all the talent, but can't seem to handle the first half and score and win. At least there were less penalties. I declined to study for a course tonight due to a priority, the Cats. <laughs> also, key catches by Fantuz. My cat of the game, Ross Sherman, a solid first start by number 36. Enjoy the weekend, Rick. Oski Wee that email from Randy, uh, who I believe is still in Oakville. So Sherman leading the pack. I thought Emmanuel Davis would be running away with this one, but apparently not. Back to the phones we go at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. And we'll go with Alex. Hey, Alex, how are you? Hey, Rick, how are you? Good. Yourself? I'm really good now. Yeah. There's just so much to talk about. I don't know where to start. Well, where do you want to start? I want to start with the defense. Okay, well, what, what's your prognosis? I love the defense because like, most callers always say, and I always say, and my coaches have told me, Defense wins games, and they win championships. Yes. The defense struggled for the first half. I thought they and were okay. I feel like they let uh, Terrell Sutton gain too many yards. Eh, I think you're splitting hairs on that one. Um, I don't know. Like, not. Uh, I mean, they didn't give up a touchdown tonight. The only touchdown Montreal got was on, on the block punt. Oh yeah. Right. Forgot about that. Yeah. Oh. All right. So let's let's give the defense a B tonight. I'll give okay. I'll, I'll give him an A, but maybe you want to give him a B. So where else do you want? I'll, I'll, I'll give them a B. Okay. Um. I love Brett Maher. Yeah. What's not to like? But I think that they need to work on the special teams formation on a punt, though. Yes, definitely. Because I I was watching Montreal every time they were on a punt, and they lined up everyone in a straight line. When you curl the guys on the line. Then you, then they miss certain guys that blitz Maher, and that's that's when he messes up because he's under pressure. Yeah, they they curl the line. You'll notice they'll curl the line because it gives those guys at the end of the line an opportunity to see where the the opposing team's coming from. Yeah, but you want your kicker to have a nice oh a nice pocket, yeah, approach, yep. to kick the ball away. And when you curl the line and you have Two, three guys that are two hundred plus running at you. Mm-hmm. You uh, you get under pressure, and that's when he takes so much time. And it's never his fault. If it is his fault, you know we all make mistakes. Sure. On that particular, on tonight's block, you know Rico Murray had an opportunity to push Deron Carter to the side. Uh, you know, give Carter all the credit in the world. He you know extended that long arm and, and got a piece of the football. But Murray's angle on Carter, to me, was, was not the angle that he should have taken. He, he really he just got beat. I feel like Deron Carter should be doing fighting instead of football because he seems to want to pick <laughs> a fight with everyone, every team in the CFL. No matter where he is, if it's either at home or on the road, he wants to pick a fight because he was doing it with Vaughn. And then Vaughn, he wasn't called for it, but he punched Carter in the face. I, like, oh, I didn't they, see that. They got up close, and when they were like pulling each other's face mask, mm-hmm. Vaughn, you know, quickly just went with his fist, but it wasn't called. And that was the thing about the penalties tonight: is that the ref can't see the penalties, 
or was it, um, you know, they were you just kind of let them go. Yeah, letting it go, yeah. just to let the game flow. Put the old whistle in the back pocket, and uh, and who knows? Who's your player of the game tonight? We got to run. My player of the game is that running back. I don't know how to pronounce it. Ross Shurman. Yeah, him. He was phenomenal. I'm not saying it's easy to replace C.J. Gable, but mm-hmm. I feel like he runs a little bit better than C.J. because Gable runs right into the D where uh, Sermon tries to get you know around them. That's always a good philosophy. Alex, thanks for the call tonight. Enjoy the weekend. You too. Another quick break. When we come back, William, Kevin, Juanita, John, Bill, stay on the line. We're going to get to all your calls. We've got emails and tweets flowing in as well. This is the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Wisson's Law on AM 900 CHML. All right, let's pass around some quick stats following tonight's Ticats victory over the Alouettes, 20-17. Brett Maher with a game-ending 10-yard field goal, a walk-off field goal, if you will, as the Cats improve to 6-6, six and six, now alone in top spot in the CFL's East Division. Zach Caleros, 25 of 36, 291 yards, a TD, two interceptions. Ross Shurman, uh, seems like everybody's player of the game tonight, 16 carries for 79 yards. He also had five receptions for 40 yards. Andy Fantuz had four catches for 65 yards. Spencer Watt, three for 51. Chad Owens, two for 48 before suffering that foot injury. Luke Tasker had a team-high six receptions for 44 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Terrence Tolliver, three catches for 30 yards. Brandon Banks, two for 13. Maher was four for four on field goals. Uh, defensively, Larry Dean had a team-high eight defensive tackles and a sack. Sacks also for Tracy, Chick, and Laurent. And uh, Emmanuel Davis, who had an interception and two fumble recoveries, also had um, a defensive tackle as well. Larry Dean with two forced fumbles, and uh, both of them uh, recovered by Emmanuel Davis tonight. And we'll pass along some Alouette stats a little later on in the program. We've got a lot of callers on the line. We're going to get to you all, so don't fret, don't hang up. We will get to you in a matter of minutes. We'll start with William. William, welcome to the fifth quarter. Hi, Rick. How are you? Good yourself? Uh, I'm good. I'm getting home after the game. I'm glad they won, but that was ugly. I well, mean, that was an nail-biter, right? to give that one away. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing Montreal's offense uh, doesn't exist. I mean, I was telling your uh, your screener there that I don't understand the secondary. I mean, they they just can't cover. I, I For the whole year, I've said, why are they playing Courtney at, at safety. safety spot? I mean, they last last year when Butler went down, Mark, Mike Daly showed he could play safety. They had Courtney on the corner where I think he's better suited. Mm-hmm. And, and that would give them the ratio flexibility to play another American receiver. Now, I'm glad that Spencer Watt got a few targets tonight. Yes. But but if somebody like a Ter- uh, Terrell Sinkfield, who's available now, came back, you know, I'd rather have Mike Daly playing safety and Terrell Sinkfield playing wideout. Exactly. And the only what reason why uh, Spencer Watt got into the game was because Owens got hurt. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I just don't think they're making best use of their ratio. I mean, I just don't understand it. Yeah, and, and, and you know, the explanation that they will probably give in this case, because they haven't, you know, in the past, is if one of those guys goes down. So if you have if you have Daly starting at safety and you have Steven at the corner, one of those guys gets injured, okay, then you got to switch off your ratio. But that's easily done 
by putting in a Watts or a Coates at one of the receiver positions. Yeah, you give up some talent on offense, but you still have Tolliver and Tasker and, and Fantuz and Owens if he's out there as well. So, I mean, you can play around. I, I much prefer to have Steven at the corner and Daly at the safety as well. And then you're at least virtually assured that one of your cornerbacks is going to be affected or effective. Yeah, Cash is Vaughn just, I mean, he's a he's a good, hard-working young player, but he's just getting abused out there. Yeah, I mean, he, here's a guy, and, and you can say it with Sermons as well, still learning the game, and, and it's trial by fire, and they're getting burnt. And the ratio last year would have been the same with Butler at safety and Steven on the corner, so the argument about backups, it really doesn't hold water. Well, they were playing eight Canadian starters last year because they had three on the line, two in the secondary, and two on the defensive line, plus uh, two Canadian receivers. So they had eight okay. guys. And, and and this year they have seven. Right. Well, anyway, I just wanted to say I'm glad they won. Yes. But that's a team that has a lot of work to do. Definitely. William, who's your player of the game? It's got to be Emmanuel Davis. He was awesome. I agree with you. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Okay. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Kevin is on the line. Good evening, Kevin. Hi, how are you doing, Rick? I'm fantastic. How about you? Good. Uh, first thing, I want to give kudos to the uh, young gentleman who called in earlier. Alex. That out is okay. Is it Alex? Yep. He's, he's, he's got, a, he's got a, a coaching future in front of him. <laughs> Sounds like it, eh? <laughs> he's got wisdom in his mind. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's great to hear from the young kids. As Definitely. A yes, I agree. And uh, just a couple quick comments, like you were mentioning, uh, regarding uh, penalty-free first half. Wasn't that amazing, you know? Yeah, finally. And I hope it goes league-wide and and stays on steady calls. I don't know why uh, tonight's game was, was pretty much without challenges, was pretty much let them play for the most part. Which is a refreshing perspective, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it's, 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 we're in the last half of the season. Let the boys play. And you know what I mean? There's a shot in the here and a shot there. But at the end of the day, you know, keep the flags in the pocket until it's absolutely necessary. It's called football. It, and it's like playoff hockey, right? Like exactly. we, we, we have penalties uh, up the wazoo in the regular season, and come playoff time, there's like one or two a game. Yeah, and I'd like to see it league-wide, though, not just for our games, but I agree. I mean, league-wide for whatever. I watch every game, but at the same time, no more flags. I mean, you got to call, I got it, I get it, I get it, I get it. But it puts a bad taste in your mouth when mm-hmm. you see the CFL blow so many calls or call so many uh, non-calls. It just makes me sick. Yeah, yeah. It this, makes me sick. The, the stop-and-go is, is so frustrating. Yeah, the, 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 the ebb and flow of the game it works so much better when you get the odd call. Yeah. Who's so your uh, player of the game tonight, Kevin? I'm going to say Emmanuel Davis for sure. All righty. Yeah, and uh, one other thing, too. Uh, yeah. I hope the O-line stays solid. We need that. And uh, at the same time, too, I'm hoping that Claris picks up his attitude a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, sitting on the end of the bench by himself is not a good thing. Yeah, but uh, let's let's give him a, let's let's give him a day to pout or whatever whatever he wants to do. But he's still going to be the guy to go to. And you know, at the end of the day, uh, last last third of the season here, we're going to have to uh, count on him, count on the O line, and uh, uh, actually, we need to pick up two for sure. Our special teams. Yes, definitely. And I like Ryan Bull as a coach, but again. Uh, look at what happened again tonight. Yeah. Four that, games in a row with the block punt. That's got to stop. Kevin, thanks for the call. 
Take care. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Uh, tweets from uh, Juanita. A win is a win. Go Cats go. Having said that, special teams still need some work in O-line too, although they played better. Uh, Jimmy, fan two's catch was turning point of the game for me. And Justin writes, my player of the game is Sherman, a true heir to the throne of Ray Hawley. star 9900 on your smartphone. Bill is on the line. Bill, thanks for calling the fifth quarter. How are you? Good. How about you? Not too bad. Uh, Quick four things. Uh, Number one, I'll take the two points, but uh, let's not get excited to look who we're playing against. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Number two, um, and I've been listening to your callers, I guess I'm not the only one that's uh, kind of sick of this uh, secondary. Uh, These guys just suck big time and what even drives me even more is when they hot dog it after they make a good play it just makes their bad plays look that much worse (laughs) yeah uh number three um i think sherman was fantastic Uh, when was the last guy we saw a guy run uh, i mean don't get me wrong gable's great but somebody run for 10 yards for a first down i Mm -hmm. mean that's that's amazing and you're talking about gable coming back but i don't know i he really sherman really provided some uh diversity and uh He's my number one guy uh, for the game. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and then number four was I was really quite disappointed. Uh, we've had good uh, turnouts and everything like that. It's a Hall of Fame game and everything like that, but, gee, there were a lot of empty seats there tonight. And uh, I really thought that we could have uh, done a lot better showing for that. So, But other than that, um, you know what? It looked like a Blue Jays score, and uh, <laughs> good thing that we came out uh, on top in the end. Agreed. Thanks for the call, Bill. Thank you very much. Another space for you on the fifth quarter here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Winita is on the phone. Winita, how are you? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for calling. Well, I have to say that I think we need a lot of work with the special teams and the blocked punt. Yes. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I think it's a blocking issue. I don't really think it's a Mahar issue. I would agree with that. I, I, I don't think there's too many times where he is as deliberate as some think he is or as slow as some project uh, his kicking ability, I I think his his kick timing is down pat. I I agree. I I think the blocking needs a lot of work. And then I'm going to say with the Mm O-line, I I think they played better today. I like the the two uh, rookies on the left side there. Yep, Ravenberg and Campbell. Campbell was great. Mm -hmm. But I still think they need some work. I think Zach needs better protection. I think Zach needs to step up a little bit more. I'm impressed with them so far, but I still think there's more to come. Okay. Uh, defense, I thought they played pretty well. They're, they're pretty good. I, I wouldn't say they're great. I wouldn't say they're as good as last year, but I, I think they're pretty good, but yeah, with they, a little improvement. They've had their moments. You know, there's some talented players back there. As a unit, I don't think they're as good as last year or maybe even the year before. For sure. Um, yeah, they have some work to do as well. This is an unpolished unit for sure. And Sherman, I thought he played a great game. I I was really impressed. I like Gable. I think Gable can block a little bit more, and I think he provides that. But running, I think Sherman did a really good job. Yeah, a, a, a pep in his step. Yeah, for sure. He he can cut really well. He he could see where he could run. I, I was impressed with that. Mm-hmm. Who's your player of the game? Yeah, I'm torn. I, I have to go with, with a little edge. I have to go with Emmanuel Davis. Okay. I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with you. I like Davis's play tonight. Although Sherman's probably, uh, you know, an honorable mention for me. 
For sure. I agree. Juanita, thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you. You as well. Thanks. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We have John, Brad, and John number two. We'll get to you. A bunch of tweets and emails coming in as well. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Ticats 20, Alouette 17. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Luke Vermeer is producing tonight's program. If you've missed uh, any portion of this program or a previous fifth quarter, you can download the podcast. Go to Google Play or iTunes. Check it out at 900CHML.com. It's in that top nav bar called Sports. And click on the fifth quarter and away you go. So the Ticats now 6 and 6 on the season. They're in sole possession of top spot in the CFL's East Division. Uh, one point ahead of Ottawa, two up on Toronto, now six up on the Montreal Alouettes and uh, the season series against the Al. Uh, Al's in hand. Over in the West, Calgary still dominating the Canadian Football League, 9-1-1. One, one. Uh, they have a three-point cushion on BC, who are 8-3. Uh, and three. Winnipeg at 7-4, and four, followed by Edmonton at 5-6, and six, and the Saskatchewan Roughriders at 1-10. and ten. The Ticats will be in Saskatchewan on Saturday, September the 24th. So that'll be Hamilton's next game. We also recall the first time around in which the Ticats obliterated the Riders 53-7. to I don't predict the same scoreline uh, for the next game, but uh, we'll see what uh, transpires for uh, the Ticats and the Riders, who, uh, by the way, are hosting Edmonton this Sunday. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Zamprin. Email from Alan from Whitby. That game was scary. I'm still questioning the touchdown by Montreal. We should be getting Kent Austin to look at that. Horse collar on Caleros and two face masks on Marr and Plessius that Montreal should have been called for to take away that touchdown. Other than that, uh, it's been a, a slugfest of games. Zach Caleros is really frustrated tonight, and I heard on TSN that he was avoiding players on the bench. Very true. He was sitting at the end of the bench, didn't want to talk to anybody. Uh, he seemed really stressed more than his usual self. Notes of the game, Emmanuel Davis had an amazing game. John Chick and Tracy played well and pressured Cato a lot. I'm not too fond of the corners back there. I think Courtney Stevens should be our one corner and Rico Murray on the other side and using Plessius on the uh, outside linebacker. We need Rico Murray in the backfield. We should get some help by adding Keon Raymond or Jaleel Carter since Sears is injured, and I have a note on Sears in a second. Uh, on the offense, Alan writes, not good that Owens is out. If he's not okay, maybe it's time to see what John Childs can do. Thought Ross Sherman played well in Gable's spot, but Gable was missed tonight. I thought Terrence Campbell and Revenberg started to gel in the second half. Player of the game, Emmanuel Davis. So we now have a tie between Emmanuel Davis and Ross Shurman for our player of the game voting. Back to the phones we go, and John is on the line. Good evening, John. Hey, uh, well, you can't call that a good game by any means. Like, it was uh, it was pretty bad all around. But uh, one thing, we were sitting behind a bench, and one thing I noticed, that Carter wasn't paying attention at all to the game. He'd be on the field. Or once once he was off, he was turning around on the bike, talking to the fans. His head was totally out of the game, <laughs> and that just kind of shows what kind of disorganization and everything's going on in Montreal right now. It's pretty sad. Pop should have a meeting with himself and fire his ass right out. 
because he's as coach and GM or just coach. Well, you know what? Talk to him about the coach. Get rid of him and GM. He's proven he's a good GM. He can find talent, but get out of the coaching. He's terrible. Yeah, and I think on the coaching end, we did a good job in the last half there by managing the clock, getting down there, and yep, yep. Not trying to score and everything like that, and then kicking the field goal at the end. It don't matter if you win by six, seven. 12, it don't matter as long as you win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, win is a win is a win. Win is a win is a win. John, who's your player of the game? Looking good. Looking jo- good. Maybe, I don't know, maybe next time we can actually score some points on offense and be a little more productive. Fantu's made a nice catch, and uh, I don't know what else to say. Hey, John, who's your player of the game? My player of the game would be uh, John Chick. Okay, yeah, he had a strong game. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for the call, John. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Our player of the game votes go as follows. Davis and Sherman tied for the lead. And a vote each for Terrence Campbell, Larry Dean, and John Chick. We'll announce our player of the game in uh, about 20 minutes' time. Our fifth quarter fan of the night as well will uh, also be named. And I do have to offer a big thanks to Barb and Steve Townsend, who I uh, met with before the game and usually do about once a week or so during practice or before practice or at Ticats practice. But today, before the game, we got to talking about you know, the good old times and Grover Covington and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And Barb <laughs> reaches into her bag and, and puts a big bag of cookies in my mitts. And I got to be honest, I've already had three of them. And I think there's about five left or so, and they are absolutely delicious. Uh, my kids are in jeopardy of not being able to taste any of these cookies because they're so good. Luke, I will share one of the cookies with you. I mean, you're just gonna—you're probably gonna tackle me for the other four that are left after you taste one of these because they're just phenomenal. Uh, let's go to an email from Stephen out in Penticton, BC. Evening, Rick. That was old-fashioned smash, smash mouth defensive football. It sounds like my mouth is smashed. Uh, I thought this one would be a close one. Hats off to the guys for pulling this one out. And it was sure nice to see a more balanced attack on offense. I have to give the player of the game to the new O-lineman, Campbell. The guy was a monster out there. First place in the East, and we may just be able to hold that spot after the remaining games this weekend. Argos and Ottawa are in tough. Cheers, Stephen from Penticton. British Columbia. Back to the phones we go, and uh, John number two is on the line. Hello, John. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? All right. A few things your callers mentioned. Campbell, he blew one big uh, block when the Galeros got back. Um, I hope the people aren't getting all hyped up about the Sherman. Yeah, he ran a good game, but he didn't block at all for Galeros. No, he's a much different player than CJ. Campbell's well-rounded. He can run and he can block, and you need a running back that can block. Um, now, I have, I've said all year our secondary is probably one of the worst in the league. Um, but uh, I didn't think, you know, I don't think it was that great a defensive uh, game. I mean, we didn't play that great of an offense. I mean, Montreal's offense is pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, what, 10 quarterbacks in the past four years? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's not worry, like, hype up this. We've, we've beaten crappy teams. Um, but my concern is this. Our offense hasn't been clicking since Claro came back, even all year. 
let's be realistic. All those first quarter, first halves that they've blown it, and then they come back. Do you think it might be fantastic? That's the issue. Uh, and here's my reasoning. Yeah. If you look, if you look at the Toronto game, for example, and it happened again today, Caleros will always throw over the middle in the in the red zone, right by the uh, goalpost. It's usually to to Tasker. He's getting picked off there, or coming damn close, getting picked off. Now that play doesn't work anymore. So there's something going on. Either the defenses have figured out our offense, the defense coordinators in the league, but something's not jiving because Caleros couldn't get the passes out. So what's going on? Is it is it is it our offensive coordinator? Condell's gone. Well, I'll say this to that statement. I don't think it's Steph Patasic. I don't think he's the issue. I, I don't think the offense is a really big issue. I think the bigger issue is why is this offense scuttling in the first quarter for three, four, five games in a row now? Like, what's the deal with that? I think the play calling is fine. I think the offensive scheme is fine. Otherwise, we wouldn't be scoring 49 points against the Argos and 53 against Saskatchewan and 38 against BC. Yeah, well, wait, 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 wait. Against Saskatchewan, we can't count Saskatchewan. Okay, well, we'll leave Saskatchewan out of it. No, that's, that's unfair. <laughs> Um, I'll, gi- I'll give you partly on the Calgary one, but the first four, ha- half, they pooped the bed. Yeah, no, no, I, uh, I I agree with that. The Toronto game, the first game, I mean, that was Labor Day. That, that's slightly different, but they still pooped the bed in the first half. Yes. So the offense is not clicking. Like there, there's, there's something going there. You need four quarters of offense. So what's going on with their offense that the teams are picking up? Because we had this same team last year. I mean, they're blowing them out by halftime. We were up 30, 40 points almost halftime. Mm-hmm. So something's changed. And I'm just wondering if it's the offensive coordinator. Because their offense is almost pretty much the same. Yeah, for the most part. A little bit different on the O-line. Um, apart from that, it's it's basically the same. Obviously, we didn't have Zach for the first six games. And, it, well, yeah. you know, there'd be a much different record, I would think, if he started the season. And one thing, any news on Thingfield yet? No, I mean, the uh, previous caller asked the same thing. I think he's still uh, hunting out his NFL possibilities at this point. And I think that time will you know, probably come to an end within the next couple of weeks, and then he'll have to make a decision on whether he wants to come up here. And then the decision is, if he does come up to Hamilton or, or any team, because he's a true CFL free agent, he's not tied to one particular team, uh, does he sign long-term, just a one-year deal? You know, what, what's the issue? What, what's, yeah, where's Hamilton his headspace? Has a racial problem. A big uh, problem. Well, no, they could they could start another American receiver as long as they put another Canadian elsewhere. Where who? Well, you know, much of the talk is Stephen at corner and Daly at safety. I think that's that's the natural uh, the natural move. Yeah, but on offense, though, you have to have you've got to pull a Canadian off to put him on. Uh, no, you can pull a Canadian off defense to put a Canadian on offense. As long as you have seven starters in your forty-two man roster, you're fine. Seven Canadian oh, okay. starters, I should say. All right, yeah. So I don't know. I just that—that's my observations. Watching it for the past, you know, season ticket holder, watching them for for the longest time. I, there's something going on with that offense that they're just not mm-hmm. clicking. And I don't know what it is. That—that's fair. John, who's your player of the game? Before we let you go, I'm going to give it to Davis because okay. I mean uh, the guy had a forced fumble and two picks. Yeah, he, I mean, he had one pick that, and two forced fumbles. Pardon? He had one pick and two forced fumbles. Oh, it's two forced fumbles. But yeah. to do that on defense in one game, that's like having three sacks. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. You can give a Sherman if you've got offense, defense. I mean, the kid had a great game for his very first game. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise than that, I, I'd have to go with Davis. Awesome. Thanks for the call, John.
Cheers. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Chelsea writes on Twitter, lackluster game, but at least we got the W. Stadium energy was definitely flat tonight. My player of the game, Sherman. Go Cats, go. And she also writes, could all of the issues be because of the live mic game? Hashtag thoughts. And I'm guessing the issues would be on offense. I don't think so. I can almost guarantee, I don't know 100%, but I can almost guarantee they changed some lingo uh, and they threw a couple of wrenches in the live mic game. And the fact of the matter is that Okay, you have all this info now, but how are you on the field going to adjust your defense that quickly? Because you can't hear what the quarterback is calling in the huddle. All you're, all you're able to recognize is the formation and trends and tendencies that teams have, either on offense or defense, or, or how teams are lining up. Then you go back to, in, you know, to the cranium and what defense you're presenting to the offense and saying, all right, we have to attack this formation um, by doing this based on previous tendencies. That's basically an offense and defense going to work against each other. All right, another break. When we come back, more of your calls. We have Colin and Daniel on the line. We'll get to you next here on the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Well, it wasn't pretty, but the Ticats did get the two points tonight, 20-17 to over the Alouettes. A Brett Maher 10-yard field goal, the walk-off variety with no time left as the Cats pull out the W. If you want to get on the show, nominate your player of the game, be a contestant for our fifth-quarter fan of the night. You can call at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Corey on Twitter, Sears, in reference to Johnny Sears Jr., said that he'll be back soon on Twitter. Uh, player of the game, that O-line, tough task stopping that D-line. Scott Trust says, uh, not the game I was expecting, but uh, we got the W. First place for now, I'll take it. Player of the game, Emmanuel Davis. Mike tweets, Sherman had an excellent first start, but Emmanuel Davis saved the day. Ugly win, but a win nonetheless. Manny, big win. E. Davis, huge, in my opinion. D playing great. Why give up two points? That was on the conceded punt. Uh, Watt, two huge second and long conversions. Teams needs to be better. Hashtag blocks. And uh, Mike also writes, but. Teddy stop on third and one was a game changer. Yeah, big Ted Laurent with a big tackle on third and short. And Corey on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, writes, Player of the game are Ticats fans who helped us get back to our hotel. Wow, that's a story within a story, I'm sure. Back to the phones we go, and Daniel has called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Daniel. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How about you? Not too bad. Uh, you know, Good game, not the game I expected. Uh, mm-hmm. I was expecting a little bit, too, uh, little bit more from the offense tonight. Uh, been a bit too inconsistent for me, especially from some wide receivers. But uh, again, I think there's a few games coming up that is going to be must wins. Obviously, from now, every game's a must win. But uh, yeah, I think it's that crunch time. Who's your player of the game? Uh, I'm going to say Davis. Okay, yeah, good pick. He had a great game. Thanks for the call, Daniel. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your smartphone, and we have Colin on the line. Hey, Colin. Good evening. How are you? Uh, good, good. That was exciting. It, what, an, what an exciting finish! 
to the to the game there. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people forget Montreal's got a pretty good defense. Too, yes, you know. So uh, and we overcame that. We went down the field and we got the kick we needed, and we won the game. And I'm so happy. <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> I was joking with your producer there, the setup guy, about uh, if uh, Sinkfield signs with Calgary. It seems like we're going to be a farm team for receivers for the Calgary Yeesh. Steelers. Yeah, they already got uh, Grant and McDaniel. Yes, yeah. And Simon Charbonneau Campbell. Another one, too. Yeah. You know, but uh, gee, it was an exciting game, and I can't, you know, I just love it when the Thai Cats win, you know, and I'll take this one and spend the rest of the day celebrating. <laughs> Colin, who's your player of the game? Uh, the, the young running back, Sherman. Ross Sherman, yeah. He did some good cuts there, you know, and he kept his feet. He hung on to the ball, and uh, I thought he was going to score right at the end there, but, uh, you know, and I'm sure he wanted to. But uh, the kicker came through, and uh, we got the two points, <laughs> and we're in first place, too. Can't be any happier than that. <laughs> That's right. Hey, thanks for the call, Colin. You know, one more thing. Yeah. Think about those poor fans down in Buffalo. They haven't had a sniff for 16 years. <laughs> and it was uh, a Canadian uh, football league player named Doug Flutie that got him there, too. So that's, that's all right. I got to say. Awesome. Thanks, Colin. Have a good Bye-bye. one. Bye. <laughs> Great point. David's online. Hey, David, how are you? Hey, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I uh, just yeah, it's a uh, win is a win. It's a great thing. Yes. Although it's so frustrating that the offense is such slow starting. I'm just wondering when it's going to come back and bite them with these slow starts. Man, if I had the answer to that, I'd go to the lottery desk right now and get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, the other thing I'd say is I think it's uh, really classy by I guess the Ticats and the CFL to have a whole bunch of um, Hall of Famers uh, signing autographs before the game. Had some great conversations with a bunch of people, and it was really nice to see them do that. Nice. Those guys, stand-up guys. Stand-up guys. Absolutely. 100%. Who's your uh, player of the game, David? I'm going to give it to uh, Davis as well, but I'll give an honorable mention to Luke Tasker because he seems to always be in the right place at the right time when we really need him. Good stuff. Thanks for the call, David. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Um, let's go to uh, one more tweet. This one from Michael. Love the play of our middle linebacker, Larry Dean. He's my player of the game. Hashtag fifth quarter. Uh, email from Ed. Hi, Rick. An exciting game. Player of the game is Shurman, whose running game made a difference. I'm glad the good guys won, but we beat a bad team, which has a lot of problems. Cats have a lot of problems, and it must be coaching. Um, too many mistakes, misplays, stupid penalties. As it stands, this team is just plain fluky. I don't know about that. Uh, Ed continues to write, uh, and you don't win championships depending on luck. I hope they solve the problems. Go Cats go. All the best, Ed. Uh, Email from Arlene. Hey, Rick, my pick has to be Dean. I saw him say a little prayer prior to kickoff, and I told my husband he was sure to have a good game with some divine intervention, of course. That email again from Arlene. Um, Here's an email that says, uh, glad we got the win. Please let Bill know the Cats announced another sellout. Oski Wee Wee. I think they're just announcing sellouts left, right, and center. I'm not sure if everyone who has a ticket is at the stadium, which is probably a bad thing. Uh, Joe from Niagara Falls writes, Hey, Rick, another week and another close call. Zach looks like he's not scanning the field and just picking one guy and hoping he's open. Any news on Owens? He left the game early. Fingers crossed he's okay. Suffered a foot injury. We don't quite know uh, the prognosis. Player of the game should go to Emmanuel Davis. I must say Ross Sherman did a fantastic job running tonight as well. Thanks again, Rick. Joe from Niagara Falls. All right, our fifth quarter fan of the night is, she had a great call. Her name is Juanita, and this is what she had to say. Juanita is on the phone. Juanita, how are you? 
Good. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for calling. Well, I have to say that I think we need a lot of work with the special teams and the blocked punt. Yes. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I think it's a blocking issue. I don't really think it's a Mahara issue. I would agree with that. I, I, I don't think there's too many times where he is as deliberate as some think he is or as slow as some project uh, his kicking ability. I, I think his, his kick timing is down pat. I, I agree. I, I think the blocking needs a lot of work. And then I'm going to say with the O-line, mm-hmm. I, I think they played better today. I like the the two uh, rookies on the left side there. Yep, Ravenberg and Campbell. Was great, mm-hmm. But I still think they need some work. I think Zach needs better protection. I think Zach needs to step up a little bit more. I'm impressed with him so far, but I still think there's more to come. Okay. Uh, defense, I thought they played pretty well. They're, they're pretty good. I, I wouldn't say they're great. I wouldn't say they're as good as last year, but I, I think they're pretty good, but yeah, with they, a little improvement. They've had their moments. Uh, you know, there's some talented players back there. As a unit, I don't think they're as good as last year or maybe even the year before. For sure. Um, yeah, they, they have some work to do as well. This is an unpolished unit, for sure. And Sherman, I thought he played a great game. I, I was really impressed. I like Gable. I think Gable can block a little bit more, and I think he provides that. But running, I think Sherman did a really good job. He had a, 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 a pep in his step. Yeah, for sure. He, he can cut really well. He, he could see where he could run. I, I was impressed with that. Mm-hmm. Who's your player of the game? Yeah, I'm torn. I, I have to go with, with a little edge. I have to go with Emmanuel Davis. Okay. I'm, agree- I'm agreeing with you. I like Davis's play tonight, although Sherman's probably uh, you know, an honorable mention for me. For sure. I agree. Juanita, thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you. You as well. Again, Juanita, our fifth quarter fan of the night. Email from Bob. Just wanted to address the guy who was complaining about the offense and thought it might be Steph Patastic. I don't think it's him because Kent Austin is known to call the plays. Personally, I think that the offense has gotten away from moving the pocket around and allowing Caleros to roll out, which has always been one of his strengths. Until they go back to that style of play calling, they are going to struggle. Nice to see Spencer Watt get a few touches. Great conversion on second and 24. Sherman, not my choice for player of the game, with Campbell a close second. Filer may be back, but he's still showing some rust. I'll go with Girard. He was playing much better. Punt formation has to be fixed. That can't be allowed to continue. Thanks, Bob. And one last email. Hi, Rick. Greetings from Western New York again. These are the games that are not pretty during the year, and you must or you just need to pull out a win. The exact opposite of the Bills last night. To Ticat Nation, let's just celebrate the win tonight. All the best, Lisa from Niagara Falls, New York. Our player of the game, voted by you, the fans. It was a close one, but Emmanuel Davis gets the nod as the Ticats win 20-17. to We're back on the air with the fifth quarter following Hamilton's next game, Saturday, September 24th, as the Cats are in Regina to take on the Rough Riders. For producer Luke Vermeer, my name's Rick Samford. Enjoy the rest of the night on AM 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.